0: Gunky, you may not recognize that name, but our entrepreneur today is on a mission to make it a household name. We're gonna talk about his journey from starting a tech company, exiting that tech company, becoming an angel investor, but then having that entrepreneurial spirit just eating away at him and forcing him to come back and build another company, but not another tech company. He's now diving into consumer packaged goods. Three, two, one. Hey, what's up everybody? We're back at it again with another Founder episode, uh, Founder Journey series. Uh, really excited today, I feel like a broken record. Every episode I'm like really excited because <laughs> at the end of the day, these are entrepreneurs that I know and I really appreciate and I look up to. And so it's exciting for me to have these people on, on our series. JS Parmar is uh, joining us today. JS is a entrepreneur, Canadian entrepreneur that's uh, built some great, great companies. Uh Tick is uh, the one that we're probably going to focus a little bit on today, and it was acquired by Eventbrite, and um, uh, definitely a Vancouver success story. Uh, had its ups and downs, but I've seen them firsthand since they are a Launch Academy company, and I got to uh, witness a lot of the ups and downs firsthand. I'm mean, going to let Jay talk about most of those. Uh, Jay, welcome to the uh, series.
1: Hey, Ray, how you doing? Uh, and Hi, everyone out there.
0: Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm 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 Canadian and,
1: and 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 very proud of it. I was born in probably the coldest place on earth, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> uh, you don't necessarily think that you're going to start a tech company when you're in Saskatoon, uh, but you know I did. Uh, I started a few companies, um, and then you know effectively ran into uh, a, a problem. Uh, I was I was putting on events uh, back in in 2006, and as I was putting on events, I wanted to go out there and sell tickets. And at that time you had to go out there and go to like music stores and drop some tickets and physical tickets and, and you had to collect money. And it was just really hard you, who's showing up, who's not showing up. Uh, and then how do you go out there and capture those dollars? So at that time I was like, okay, well, why don't we try and sell these online? I mean, you got to really think about it at that time. E-commerce wasn't a thing. Uh, fast forward a little bit, uh, we end up going and doing about a million dollars in revenue in, in Saskatchewan, uh, which was, which was fantastic. Uh, didn't know anything about tech. Didn't, didn't, you know, just really kind of just bang my head around it. Um, you know, we didn't even really call it a startup back then. Um, got that traction. Got invited to go to San Francisco. Um, there is, there is a a pitch competition. Uh, again, and I, and I, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm awesomely embarrassed about this. Is the pitch competition with these Valley, big Valley folks came up to Saskatoon. Uh, he, you know, when I had a piece of paper on stage. I was reading from this piece of paper. Uh, so, so
0: was this in in the in Saskatoon? They, yeah. So these valley guys came up to Saskatoon to scout companies, and they found little OJSh uh, with an oversized two piece suit sitting on stage with uh, a piece of paper.
1: Yeah, oversized two piece suit with pair his pair of <laughs> on. Maybe. Uh, they literally. I remember this. You know, this investor being like, "I am dumbfoundly impressed." With how far you guys have made it, with how little you know. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know. It's like compliment, compliment. I don't know. You know, it just like, uh, you know, it's just like, how did you guys learn how to do what you did? Um, so they invited me to come down to the valley, uh, which, you know, in my world, I was like, oh my God, we're going to make a billion dollars. This is on. Uh, yeah. That was a very sobering, humbling uh, experience to really go down. And I, I you know, I, at that time, I was like, And this is the figure of speech or this, this thing that I talk about. It's like being a phenomenal hockey player from Guatemala. And then you come up to Canada and the the kids on the street are better than you. That's what it was like when we went down there, got an opportunity to learn. uh, And then. I
0: call it the uh, big fish, small pond. So. totally, uh, No matter where you are in the world, this this is a, a, a true to fact thing that happens is that you in your market become that big fish. But when you move to a market that's a little bit larger, you become the small fish in that market and you have to learn to swim all over again because the fish in that market swim differently. Oh, and faster. At a different speed, and yeah.
1: Yeah, they're faster. All the signaling that happens in the industry, as well as the networks, they were able to go out there and have. So, uh, you know, really quickly, I learned that I need to go apply for accelerators. I didn't even know that there were accelerators at that time. Um, We, you know, and so, that we applied to an accelerator at that time. There is this, was this only a handful. There was one that was extremely lucrative. That was in, in Toronto. It's called extreme startups. They accepted five companies, um, all Ontario based companies, except one that was from Saskatchewan. We got accepted, uh, went through that whole entire process. Again, leveled up really quickly outside of my comfort zone, this whole entire process went through the CTA program in, in, in New York. And then, and then finally, you know, we got pregnant, my wife and I, and we decided that, you know, we needed to come. One is, you know, pragmatically is we wanted our kid to be Canadian. Two is we know that there's a lot of advantages of running, a, you know, after raising money is is, is building your company in Canada. Uh, and uh, that's when I knocked on your door. Your, your name came up as, you know, one of the pillars of Canada, and especially in, in BC of who to talk to. So I was lucky to to get on your radar and have a conversation, and you're I mean you're extremely welcoming and open, and you know told me everything that's yeah. great about BC.
0: Well, I think I think from what I recall, we we talked about uh, it, so it was a phone call, mm-hmm. and uh, you said your options are either to build in New York or build in Vancouver, and. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I advised you to go to New York and not come to Vancouver <laughs> because you're already there. You already had a network going there. Yeah. Uh, but then when you told me, yes, you're having a baby, you want the baby to Canadians. Like, okay. Yeah, now I totally understand that whole other dynamic. Like if it was just isolated, just on your business. I'd say, no, go to New York. You're, you've already built a network there, but uh, there are other aspects. There's the human aspects of, yeah. of uh, the entrepreneurs that, um, yeah, I'd happy that you did end up coming to Vancouver, but we, we actually ran into each other. At uh, South by Southwest in Austin, yeah. middle of the street, it's like random. Turn a corner, and and you're like just staring there, looking at. Him, hey, aren't you Ray <laughs> Like Yeah. Said, oh, Jay Ash, we had a call a couple weeks ago. I'm like, oh wow. Uh, I was such <laughs> a small, random small world, random place to meet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh man, that's almost a decade ago. Uh, that was before you had gray hair on your chin. Uh, yep. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> moved moved to uh, Vancouver, uh, built up the team. It was absolutely like. Listen, here's something that I that I was was didn't we did not have in in Saskatoon in, in very many places, but we didn't have a launch academy, uh, and I am so grateful uh, for the fact that we had a launch, a safe landing spot that could help us go out there and 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 you know just have a support group on day one, um, and uh, not but for that we wouldn't have had the foundation we did. And fast yeah, it's a walk- that
0: concentration of of entrepreneurs. Like, it, it, the facility is one thing, but it's the people in the facility that really make a difference for entrepreneurs. And it's a peer network. And and yes, Saskatoon has great entrepreneurs, but uh, and I think it's different now than it was back then. But um, it's that fragmentation. People just working out of coffee shops and and uh, small little basements or little pocket offices here and there, getting them into one room. Makes a world of difference.
1: Well, yeah. I mean those iterative cycles and being able to go out there and solve the problems fast and being able to cross pollinate ideas and ha- you you nailed it. I mean collabs in Saskatoon, we didn't they have that now. We didn't have that back a decade ago. Um launch academy we had and then uh so Again, we we're able to go out there and and uh, and use that as a launch pad, if you will. And fast forward uh, half decade, uh, we built a company and we we sold it into a Silicon Valley-based company. And then a month later, we we went public with it, and uh, it's been an incredible journey from you know buying a URL to selling a URL.
0: <laughs> and and uh, now you're you're kind of back at it again. So that founder journey never really ends. Uh yes, you got uh, a company off the ground, you got a nice big uh exit, but that entrepreneurial bug hit you again. So you you did something a bit different though. Uh, well, let's take a step back. You you thankfully and and uh really appreciate the fact that you didn't just take your money and and mm. on a beach somewhere you're you're an active angel investor now you're giving back you're helping other entrepreneurs you're you're contributing to companies you're contributing to the ecosystem uh which is what we need to see more in in this market and every market that's uh, probably one of the telltale signs of how successful a ecosystem is is how many active exited angel investors are uh in that market and you're one of them so thank you for that Mm -hmm. but um that, that entrepreneurial bug bit you and and You've now started another company, but this one's a little bit different. Tell us about this. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, first first and foremost, I mean, from the angels perspective, I just like, I don't know if there's any other angels that have invested in me uh, in us early days. I just, one is thank you. I know that when you start taking a look at this high risk um, funding effectively in terms of investing in a startup, There are a whole bunch of people, the angels that invested in us. And I just think that when you do exit, it's, it's your duty. And actually I think I love it to be able to go out there and cycle that back into the ecosystem. Again, this time taking some of that, you know, just not just cash, but maybe a little bit of expertise in terms of, you know, some of the hard knocks and being able to eliminate some of those, those, those barriers. So um, I, I agree with you. And it's something that I feel very privileged to be able to do, but at the same time every time i talk to one of my portfolio companies i get jealous i absolutely just get like i i feel like oh man i should be in like if you if you're a, on a sports analogy is that if you're if you're a player and then now you're a coach or you're in the stands or you're a gm every time i talk to these players which are these founders i feel like man i want to be inside there and and getting my hands dirty or being
0: the scrum and you want to be on the field oh, or be in the ice and totally yeah
1: totally and 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 being able to go out there, I mean, I, I have such an appreciation now for the journey, that at the at the beginning I didn't really understand exactly the the roller coaster ride that it was. Uh, but now being able to come come through it, I miss it. I I really do. It just it's so. Uh, yeah, I decided to come and and get put my my hat into the ring. Um, I'll give you this. COVID, COVID gave me a, my wife and I an opportunity to really. Um, Spend a lot of time together and uh, that's gonna. There's two things are going to happen. One is that we're going to be like, Oh, we need to get out of the house and, you know, go further away from each other or two is that we know we need to work closer together. And she's a, she's a phenom. She's a 40 under 40 entrepreneur, performance marketer, does really successful author, multiple degrees, blah, blah, blah. Um, She makes me look bad. But, you know, she, the, she, she does really well at performance marketing. I was like, well, why don't we build our own product? And there's a product that I love. Um, and so I pitched my wife and to see if she would, she would, be a co-founder, which was, uh, which was fun. And she came on board and, and we developed, um, a product company that we're excited to go out there and, and, and launch and share and, and sell towards the world.
0: So. Big jump though. You 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 went from being a tech entrepreneur building software and um, virtual data products to a physical product. So something that is tangible and and the go to market for that is very different than what you're used to. Yeah. So so kind of tell us tell us that journey, like the excitement, but also the oh shit moment where you realize this is this is something different.
1: Oh man, totally. Well, first of all, I feel founders are lifelong learners. They continually want to learn and kind of you know, put themselves out of comfort zone. So yes, I definitely have, uh, have a lot of experience with building software companies and can, can dive right back into that. Um, One of the big drivers for me was to be able to go out there and build a phenomenal team Uh, in my wife and I, in terms of having that team, those expertise. So like, I always think that one of the most important things of, of uh, you know, building a good company is having that foundational team. So that was a big driver there. The product, It's, it's nice to actually physically touch something in terms of something that you're creating and going through that, that process. Um, and then the, 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 oh shit moments are, are the supply chain working with manufacturers, understanding, you know, the whole, the whole actual selling process the three PL, the the just all these new concepts and I- ideas that we weren't familiar with um and then also having the capital in order to go out there and do uh, you know inventory management and and all in that whole gamut so that has been a lot of fun uh I, there hasn't been oh shit moments been more like man, because I, I now i think i have enough experience that i really relish the you know you know the barriers because it's just like oh, okay how do we solve that we'll get it done
0: but you've also taken uh, the knowledge and experience from building the company to where it was, to the exit, to this new company. And, and you took a very lean approach to it where you just put up a landing page, measured customer interest and and product customer fit. And then once you were there, you're now ready to take those next steps. And so you did a very pragmatic way as opposed to probably 10, 15 years ago where you probably would have jumped head on into yeah. manufacturing a product and setting up a stand at a, at a corner and trying to sell physical goods. Uh,
1: well, can we take our, all of our tech, you know, iterative process, lean, lean methodologies, everything that we take in terms of what we've done with, you know, building a software company input put it into a, a, a product company, um, something that isn't really tech sexy. And can we, can we adapt those? And, and it is going to be e-commerce. It's going to be tech based really heavy in terms of how we do, do, do that piece. When you, when you start re- running, um, you know, software companies, you're competing with the world. There are, you know, it's not like a product company, or you're maybe competing in a small area, or, or, or just a, you know, or, or your community is like you're competing with, well, and you got to be at a high standard. You got to be extremely efficient. You got to run really fast, and, uh, and so we're taking we're taking that DNA and putting it into this product, and hopefully it will come out well.
0: You and the experience that you have, I'm pretty sure you're gonna do a, a good kick at the can to make it make it successful, um, but also, like you've got experience you you've been through a lot of ups and downs yeah. and uh we're gonna get real here for a minute sure. and, and talk about the, the the struggles and the challenges and the realities of building a business yes you had a very good o- outcome but uh, that journey to get there wasn't easy and uh what is your take on what does it take to build a company what are some of the things that people don't talk about that they should be talking about or or be cognizant that they might be running into these things as they dive into entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah. Listen, I mean, now I'm going to be, I, I, I try not to romance these, the hardships of it or the successes of it. And I want to try and be extremely pragmatic, but, and also real, uh, throughout this whole entire journey, it's been extremely difficult. I'm thankful for, for it now because it's made me a better person and being able to go out there and, and push me through those comfort zones and give me more tools with it. But I uh, you know I've from anything from panic attacks to sleepless nights to um, you know, uh family members misappropriating funds to all of these different aspects to tensions in a in a relationship. Uh you know, there's definitely been the hardest experience I've you know, of my life has been an entrepreneur, bar none, period. Um, and and, and that's been tough. And I am not and I, uh, the very first one started like, when we moved, you know, that big fish. Uh, you know, small pond syndrome moving from from Saskatchewan where they put you in magazines and they're like, you the top this of that and then come down to the to the valley where realizing that, you know, like you're out of your, your depth and scope here. Um, and, you know, that's where I had panic attacks. Uh, I didn't even know what panic attacks were at that time in terms of, because it just, I didn't really feel this. And when you get talked up and you feel that and whatever the case be, um, you know, that that's something that I had to get through. And, you know, they are running out of money or, you know, being insolvent as a company where, you know, we had a, a, a co-founder is appropriate funds and we need to raise a quarter million dollars in six days or else the company was one bankrupt and everyone's money that we would have. And I remember coming into your office and, you know, I'm I'm an Indo-Canadian and I'm brown complexion, but I probably had white complexion that day. Um, <laughs> you know, just kind of like in just not being able to eat, um, and again, like you know, in the, in the life process, and, and there's something that I keep reminding myself is nobody died, right? And so, yeah. you know, and especially in a world of COVID and, you know, and where we are right now. So that's something that, 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 it, but, but for each one of those experiences. And here's the interesting part and something that I, I that I, that I share, especially when I, we talk about this, is that when I was going through all the hardships, I would go out there and talk to mentors like you, I'd go out there and talk to our investors. And there's this little—not a lecture It's not a grin. It's there's this this empathetic, no sympathetic, not empathetic, sympathetic look that goes on their face, and they think, "Oh, you think that's a bad story? Let me tell you about mine." And there's <laughs> and there's this commonality, and nobody talks about it, right? And there's like shit storms, shit damages, shitty situations with every entrepreneur and every story, in terms of building it, and they just realized it was a it was a comforting aspect to being able to go out there and talk to these entrepreneurs um, about that. So the thing that I do know is that resolve and fortitude um, and dedication and drive—if those aren't things that aren't embedded in you—just take a job, work for someone else, you know, uh, because y- you don't need the stress of this.
0: Yeah, but I, I do know some some entrepreneurs need to go through that journey to realize that they're just not cut out to be an entrepreneur or um that uh, the, the second or third time is gonna be that much easier because you now know what to look out for how to address these challenges or issues that come down the pipeline sure um,
1: I mean, you're, you're right and i mean like and here's the thing is like we our industry fault no fault of its own or fault of its own it's like we you know we we, we romance with the stories in our tech press in terms of all oh, this raise or this happens or whatever the case be you know, sometimes I think that and I, you know, it might be, there's a false perception of what it really takes, um, you know, and I love sort of using the analogy of that iceberg, you know, you only see a little bit on the top, but everything on the bottom, all that on the bottom is what it takes. Uh, and again, it's just, it, I enjoy it. I relish it. I, you know, it's and and it's got to the point where now I've been able to go understand the highs aren't as high, the lows aren't as low. I can stay pretty even keeled throughout the whole entire process. Nobody, nobody's going to die today. Hopefully come would.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but that takes experience. And,
0: and, and, and again, that, that is, that is like a, a strong realistic approach is like things are terrible, but Hey, at least nobody died. Or uh, I, at least I still have my health or like my, my, I still have a family and my kid and whatnot. But when you are going through that, challenge or that ups and down or or that threat of insolvency or whatnot it's hard to look at all those other things because you're faced head-on with this serious immountable problem that you don't know how to get around or get through um and so the so there's a little bit of forgiveness that that yes you don't realize um how good you actually have it but uh, and i'm speaking as yeah somebody that sits across from entrepreneurs all the time while they're going through these scenarios. Uh, you can't not appreciate what that entrepreneur is going through right now and, and uh, telling them the story. Well, Hey, that's not bad. This is bad. It's like, well, yeah, screw my story. Like I was able to get through it. I need to figure out how to get you through the situation right now, or how can I point you in the right direction that can help you there. Um, and so what, what do you feel? What are some of the strategies that you, uh, you were able to leverage kind of get you through hurdles or brick walls that you think thought were Im- insurmountable.
1: Well, I mean, that was it is talking to mentors, advisors, and people is is chop wood, carry waters, keep your feet, always moving. Um, everything in my life, I, dude, I remember something that a message that you sent to me and it's been something that I probably said a thousand times. And I just remember that you saying this, this is a quote that I've heard from you. Um, this is a very really a, a quote is that, Every great thing starts with one conversation. And I remember yeah. you, you, you remember you saying that one time and I was just like, I was- preparing. That was at a MetaBridge event. That, that was think, uh, that yeah. was great. And you were just like, don't just sit there, go have conversations. We were upstairs. I remember it and I was like, yeah, my love of my life. Everything started with one conversation. The conversation that I had with you, then we end up leaving the street. Next thing you know, I'm in your office and you know, we're taking the, making the big leap. Um, and so everything starts with one conversation. So when we're in these situations, you'd be surprised to go out there. How many people are going to be able to help you or know somebody that can help you? Uh, yeah. I found that there is a lot of people that are willing to go out there and help. And when I was talking and I'm definitely not belittling in the situation of like somebody saying, well, your problem is bigger than mine. You're just like, "Whoa!" because I felt so guilty that I let my investors down. They're just like, well, wait a second. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they saw the intent. They're like, you know, here's the situation. Let's get through this together here's what we did. And I was like, and I was really beating myself down around it um, and not, but for that network, that support group. Um, we want to get through it. And there's, again, there's the, you know, a lot of, and here's the thing. And a lot of times the six, the, if something goes wrong in, in our company, it will be my fault. It is always my fault. I am as, as a CEO, our, su- yeah, our success is, is, is absolutely not but for the team that we had around us and the investors, and, the and, and, and it's just like, because you can't do it by yourself there's no and no, there you can and sometimes like you know we get we get unjust recognition um but you know that's the, the point that i'm trying to make is, is that when we're going through all these hard teams your team your support your, your advisors your mentors are crucial and we would not have been able to get through them without that um right down to our, our lawyer james smith um, I don't know if you know him. He's a great startup lawyer that we've used. And then near and dear to us, I was like, you know, take the calls at 11 o'clock and say, okay, we'll get through this, Jay. And and so, um, yeah, anyways, that's that'd be that'd be my advice. One, uh, one piece of advice that I would give every entrepreneur, and if there's something tangible, you can take out of every conversation. This is a tangible piece of information that I would give you is if you raise money or if you have advisors continually communicate with them, I would do, every month a conversation or a newsletter that would go out with them um, and continued updates and just kind of stay in focus in mind. And the reason being is if you're raising money and all of a sudden you take it on day one and all of a sudden you're gone for the next six months and something goes down it's just like, well, where have you been? Right. I was continually engaging the conversation so that there's like ownership and there's involvement. So when, when shit does hit the fan and it will bar none, they know and they've been part of the conversation to know that, oh, okay, yeah. we you know we've, we've been there. And so that support group is is important, but it's important that you're making sure that, um, you know, you're, you're a team and you're working together as a team throughout the process yeah. because this is a journey.
0: And that conversation, like just keeping open dialogue, um, A, they can help you mitigate challenges that are they see coming down the road that you might not see because of experience and whatnot yeah. uh, but b when you do hit, hit a serious issue or a challenge it's not just on you 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 f- totally forget that these are entrepreneurs these are leaders they they're, they're well connected they it's not just about throwing money at a problem they can help make introductions or connections where you need to and, and even when things are going great again seeing uh like a I can't go into details, but when when I see a deal or transaction being uh, executed by one of my companies, I'm able to see, oh, well, I didn't think they were actually going to that industry in terms in that vertical for sales. I know X, Y, Z company mm-hmm. in that industry, and I'd be able to make an introduction. The next thing you know, you're seeing a, a, a massive contract coming down because I didn't know that they're even considering going into that industry, but the fact that they are two and two together, hey, why don't I make an introduction to uh, Samantha over here and let them see if they can work out a deal. And next thing you know, it's a, a very lucrative opportunity for everybody. Mm-hmm. But if that information, that dialogue wasn't there, I wouldn't have known. And uh, they would have just executed that contract. Again, it's not a public company, so this is not public information. It would just happen without me knowing. And, um, yeah, they would have been positive outcome, but not nothing near what uh, what transpired afterwards. But that's all through constant communication.
1: Yeah. And hundred percent. It's like, Oh, I don't, yeah, I can't help you, but I know somebody that can, um, it's, is and everything starts with one conversation. Another, if you want to get a little bit more pragmatic of something that worked real well for me is I'd make it very, um, bite sizable in terms of how I communicated. So the first three metrics was like how much money we have, what to burn left, you know? So like legitimately just gave two KPIs, of like where are we doing from oxygen uh, we call uh, m- money in the bank oxygen um, in yeah. terms of funds uh, and then after that I would just have sort of a highlighted not like too much to read like really um, really like really poignated uh, sentences and because I knew that one is that that's as much as that most advisors and investors would consume second of all if they had questions they would give me a shout and they would hey can we, can we talk on this? um and so that that's uh, that was it and and so if, if there's any advice you give you that because i've seen some that i go on for days and, and, and investors and from my experience i was like hey did you read that and i put so much time and effort into it and they were like yeah i, I got through the first paragraph
0: yeah <laughs> you gotta remember attention spans are, are shrinking yeah. left and right and, and uh keep it simple put the put the key metrics up at the top and then make sure you have a clear ask uh, yeah regardless of what it is even if you think this person there's no way that they can help put it out there you never know who they know or what they are are doing sure and it's um i want to change oh yeah go ahead
1: ahead. one last thing it's also time to romance the the company you know talking about the hurdles is is that's a great time to talk about it because folks will help anyways we'll carry on
0: yeah yeah well we want to kind of change gears here and um start talking about the what you are now looking for as an investor in, in entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So you've been on one side of the table, you're now sitting on the other side of the table. How are you approaching angel investment and, and mentorship and uh, this, this new role? Yeah. Fantastic.
1: I mean, I, I think I got it down to sort of an acronym, product team traction market PTTM. So I look for a product that is disruptive and distinctive, you know, somebody who's really kind of, you know, solving, like for example, gaze, gaze Pass is you know is is a company that we've invested in, and they want to solve passwords, um, and that that is that is pretty gnarly. Um, so that is you know I, it's almost I almost look for for founders and ideas that are in that are so, a little bit uncoachable, in the sense that they're doing something that is like what are you like what are you trying to solve. Um, and then I guess, and I always kind of think about it as like the first time a founder It's kind
0: of like wild and crazy out there ideas or Yeah, moon of, shots
1: Yeah, kind of moonshots, but also like, you know, is this doable? I, like, I, I think about like the first time, you know, the founder said, Hey, I, why don't we have strangers live in our house and, and sell the room, you know, and uh, okay, there's Airbnb or let's pick up strangers in a car, you know, there's, there's Uber, like, you know, all these weird and what they could be, but a little bit crazy and it's just like, okay, um, and so those, that's what I look for is disruptive, distinctive, and, and out there, uh, team, 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 team. Um, the reason being is your idea, what you have right now is probably not gonna be with the same idea that's gonna be in six months, three months, and it's gonna iterate incumbents, all the different aspects that are gonna come into play. Uh, you know, do you have that DNA? I um, you know for team, for myself, luckily he's been in the game long enough. That there's people that, that I know uh, or have been a part of a Tick that I like to, I can you know get in, and want to be able to go out there and help support their venture because we have a relationship, so we can double down on that team. Um, but yeah, let's definitely look for team uh, uh, around that because that's the that's the you know software doesn't build itself; it's built by humans. Um, you know, market is at this point is I'm not looking for six percent return or seven percent return. It's just like it's literally we're we're looking for. For big swings, and is it is it, uh, is it does it make venture math sense? Uh, is it structured properly? Uh, do you know? Do they do they have the signaling all in place? Are they able? Do I feel that they will be able to go out there and bring on follow-on funding, etc., etc.? Um, you know, and and what type of traction? You know, it's gone are the days, and, and you know, this again, this is my opinion, but gone are the days of, well, I know that this is a of business plans. By the time you've written, done it, and executed it's all it's over gone are the days of you know really having sort of a, a minimal viable product sort of thing it's like do we actually especially the software talking software only um is do you do you have traction do you have you know do you have users do you have you know and i'm revenue i'm not big on revenue i i think that's a that's a you know that's that's okay but i I'd rather use, understand exactly you know you know what you're tracking. Somebody
0: actually want to use your product, it, and how sticky Online is it? Right? Yeah, you know, like yeah. what, wh- where is it? What is that? And
1: you know, are you, are you, are you, are you, pro- are you is it a, is it a painkiller or a vitamin? Um, and so that's what I take a look at. Um And so that's kind of, I'm not sure. It's a lot, Um but you know, we, it's been, you know, companies, it's been, the world's been so democratized in terms of how easy it is to start a company, that. Mm-hmm the ceilings are getting higher and higher. So that's, that's what I take a look at. And there's a lot of great founders out there doing some crazy cool things.
0: Yeah. Well, if you have a little kid coming out of Saskatch- Saskatchewan <laughs> building this as uh, this ticketing company and now becoming an angel investor, anybody can do it.
1: Yeah. Hey, trust me. If I, if I can do it. Yeah, definitely. The, the bars. <laughs> <called it>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jay, this has been an awesome conversation. Uh, I want to come kind of wrap it up with uh, one last question. Yeah, uh, what's an app or a tool that you as a founder, as an entrepreneur, or even as an investor, you can't live without?
1: Yeah, it's it's Slack.
0: Luck? Slack. Slack. Okay. <laughs> luck. Okay. Luck, luck, luck is an luck. app. Yeah. <laughs> Can I,
1: where, where do I download that? Yeah. App? <laughs> I want that app. Okay. Uh, Slack. Yeah, Slack is it. Uh, you know, it just um, creates efficiencies, integrations that they've been able to build in. It's just email killer. That is the one tool that once, I mean, that, we're old enough to know that with the pre-slack days when people used to just yeah. completely run through email and, and that is just, it's just Slack is, Slack has been my, and yeah, I mean, maybe biased to it, because it's, it's sort of homegrownish, uh, as well.
0: Yeah, it's a Vancouver-based company, yeah. Stuart Butterfield, and the, uh, uh, the team there, the engineering team's here, but the executive team's now in San Francisco, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're, they're still a big yeah. influence here in the Vancouver market. Yeah. Um, Jay, you've been really valuable with your time and insight and lots of advice. Uh, it's your opportunity to engage our audience to do something for you. What's your call to action? What can our audience do for you?
1: Yeah. Hey, listen, I'd love you to go out there and, and invite you to our, our website, which is Gunkii. G-U-N-K-I-I. That's G-U-N-K-I-I.com. Uh, come on to Gunkie, Take a look at, in terms of our minimal viable product, in terms of what we put out there. Uh, it's not for sale. You can sign up in uh, in terms of a, a waiting list, but we'd love to go, kind of get your feedback. Uh, my email is a letter J at gunky.com, Just the letter J. If there's any type of feedback that you have, we would love it. Um, you know, feedback is such a gift and we, we'll take it always and in any time.
0: And Gunky is, for the audience, the new startup, the, your product-based startup that uh, your that's your little new baby.
1: It's a tongue scraper. It's a it's a tongue scraper. And if you don't know what a tongue scraper is, you're going to find out. Uh, hopefully that's enough of the cliffhanger. To Good, hygiene. Go to Good hygiene
0: is always important.
1: Hey, man, I mean, we're saving relationships one breath at a time.
0: <laughs> that's an awesome slogan. Is that, is that, is that your actual slogan? That is
1: our slogan. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Saving yeah. relationships one breath at a time. Yeah. Jay, that's an awesome one way to end the uh, talk here. Awesome. Thanks for your time and uh, look forward to uh, getting my gunky one day and uh, saving a relationship, even though I don't have one right now, hopefully <laughs> I'll be well prepared when I do.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Thanks Ray. <laughs>
0: Thanks Jay. Yeah. Launch Ventures is for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed today's episode of Founder Journey, please share this with your friends, family, and other entrepreneurs. If you're ready to start your own entrepreneurial journey and would like some guidance, please head to launchacademy.ca and check out our entrepreneurship course and other online resources like our Launchpad for virtual incubation and mentorship.